You want to hear something crazy? I have never seen a UFO. There you have it. Never seen a UFO, at, at least not that I know of. There's a lot of stuff in the sky, but everybody I know has has seen something at some point in their lives. Not I, I don't mean a flying saucer, even though I've known a few people on some acid trips. They've they've told me some stories. But just just anything, it's something peculiar. Everybody's seen something peculiar. And maybe it's because I'm I'm so used to staring at the ground. I don't want to look at anybody. I'm just I'm in my own sort of world that I I haven't considered maybe looking up at the sky. Maybe that's one of the reasons. I, I feel that people who are more narcissistic have never seen UFOs. I'm I'm wondering what the statistic is. Can they do like a Harris poll or something like that? Just something on just some kind of study on narcissistic people, people with narcissistic personality disorders. I want to know how many of them have seen UFOs. I'm willing to say that most of them are not spending much time looking up at things, paying attention to the outside world. I'm not saying that I'm one of those people necessarily, but I am a lot of the time very zoned out. I have a lot to do. Look, you know, I have YouTube videos to watch. I have Doritos to eat. I have porn to watch. I, I, I am a jack of all trades. No pun intended. I, yeah, never seen a UFO. My mom has seen a UFO. Yeah. My mom doesn't leave the city. She doesn't like the wilderness. We've never been camping. None of that stuff. But she has seen things. I don't know. With all this uh, this this alien talk lately, aliens are coming to visit, I, I want to at least have a preview of what we're about to see in the coming years. If flying saucers appear in the sky, over our cities, lingering, hovering over us, getting into attack formation. I want to at least see the fun side of aliens first. I want to at least see, you know, you, you'll hear these stories about these people in these rural areas. A lot of them are drunk. A lot of them are whatever. But people are, are driving, and they'll be stopped somewhere. And they'll look up, and they'll just see this hovering light over them, just a tiny little speck. And then all of a sudden, with within the blink of an eye, just it's gone. It's gone. It's like it disappeared at the speed of light. And there's something beautiful about that, something poetic. It's it's like something out of one of those old 90s uh, sci-fi movies that you would see. You know, something, you know, a guy, his wife has died or his family died, and he's questioning life and the meaning of it and whether he's alone. He's feeling lonely. And then one day he just makes contact with a bunch of extraterrestrial beings. And that's the film. And he, at the end, he has a more fulfilled sense of, of duty to the world. Those are the kinds of stories that I want. I want at least an experience like that. Before we're all obliterated. I don't know. There's not... There's a Bigfoot, none of that. I've, I've never experienced an extra... Like a ghostly thing. Mainly because I've never been in haunted houses. Actually, you know what? That's a lie. No, when I worked at the Toronto Golf Club, it was apparently haunted. I was told that on my first day, my orientation. I was being shown around the place, and it was this big, wide-open place, 100 years old. 
and the guy that was training me, he said, oh, by the way, and but he was like two years younger than me, so, you know, like, let's get real. I don't, I don't need to learn anything from you. I'm 19, okay? But, yeah, he told me as he was, he was bringing me around the different rooms, there's all these little tiny, like, hidden areas, crevices. You can tell that some drunken people at, like, bar mitzvahs and shit probably got it on in these little crevices. Yeah, there were some wild times there. But he's, yeah, by the way, this place is haunted. That's what he said to me. This place is haunted, just casually. I would have thought it was funny if I turned around and that guy, he, and he was just gone. <laughs> he just disappeared. Or he had finished training me, and at the end, of, trained me for nine hours throughout the day, and then at the end of my shift, he's just air. That's it. But that was really the only time in my life where I was in an environment where the possibility of a ghost popping out was a real thing in my mind. There were stories like there were there was an upper uh, because it was a, a country club and because people could sleep over there. It was a, it was an old fashioned place. Like again, I say a hundred years old, and they had a whole upper level and it was like a maze up there. And if you went up during the day, it was fine. You can find your way out. But if you went up at night. They would leave the lights off. And it was terrifying. I had to go up there a couple times at night, and I, I was anticipating a ghost. An otherworldly being. Never saw one. So I've been disappointed. It feels like... It, 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 it feels like it's only... like there's. It feels like there's an extra dimension to your life when you've experienced something supernatural, whether it's aliens, whether it's ghosts, whether it's cryptozoology, chupacabra, Bigfoot. It just feels like there's an extra layer of interest. There's some flavor in your life when you've experienced something that you can't explain. Now, I have a lot of stories, but none of them involve being chased by Bigfoot. And I want that for myself. And I understand most people don't have a story like that. But all of these people have instead UFO stories or what they perceive to be ghosts. And I don't have that either. I can honestly say. That's how you know all the stories that I tell on this podcast are true. Because if they weren't, I like, you know, what's stopping me from just making up a ghost story? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I had sex with a ghost one night. Yeah. I turned on the lights and she was gone in the morning. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. We just, uh, I was just alone in the dark and just had a conversation with some, you know, she had a sexy voice and I said, hey, uh, want to come back to my place? I got Saga. Yeah. You know, Weird time. Weird, weird time. No, I'd love to make up a ghost story. I'd love to make up a ghost story. Because I've heard that there have been ghosts in my family. My mom used to tell a story. Uh, her cousins, who lived out in the country, they had an, an old house where a girl, and this was probably at this point, I want to say almost a century ago, but there was this legend about a young girl named Catherine who fell down a well fell down a well and drowned. Awful story. 
And this family, of course, was torn apart. Their daughter had died. It was just, it was a whole thing. So apparently the ghost of this Catherine girl would haunt their home out in the country. And I, I, one of our cousins, twice removed, whatever, whatever the thing, whatever the relation is, I don't know, this person's a stranger to me. This is just another crazy person telling a, a, a weird tale. But they were asleep one night on a couch, woke up to find their vase floating. This was the story. And I'm pretty sure that person was just uh, inebriated. That's it. My grandparents, they swore by this story. They, they couldn't believe it. They were so, they, they, they were freaked out. And really, like, I, I just kind of sat there keeping my thoughts to myself. But I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure these people live in the country. I'm pretty sure there's some drugs involved. Any, any, any crazy story I hear from someone who lives in the country, I take with a grain of salt. Because those people are bored. They're not like us city folk who just, you know, our lives are filled with just wild people. We, just, we go outside. Like, I left my apartment the other day, and I, and, and I just see a guy being carted out on a fucking gurney. That's my life, and I live in a nice neighborhood, but that's the city. I was walking to the subway station uh, not too long ago and stopped at a red light where were a few rows of cars, and there was just some cracked-out lady trying to open every one of the doors. And there was people honking the horns and shouting at her. And she would just, she didn't run away. No, this person had courage. They just went to the next car behind and just tried that one. They tried opening the passenger doors. That didn't work, and then they had, and there was people cursing at her. It was a whole ordeal. That's, that's what it's like just being in an urban area. You get to see things like that. Now, in the country, what do you see? What do, what do you see every day? You just... It's chipmunks. It's foxes. Now, those are interesting animals, but... There's never anything else. Every now and then a person's shot hunting. Maybe that. You gotta make some stuff up. So all of a sudden your life has more meaning, okay? So it's not just, yeah, I saw a chipmunk humping a tortoise. I saw a rabbit humping that fox. I saw a moose having sex with a Bengal tiger. What's the Bengal tiger do? Actually, you know what? That's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Actually, interspecies fucking, that's a story that you can tell. So maybe a bad example. I mean, a rabbit fucking a tortoise, fucking a chipmunk, fucking a fox, like a speed, like a, an, an animal train, like an inter-animal train, interspecies, interspecies orgy. That would be cool. A little South Parky, but <laughs> I just realized that. I addressed it, okay? I'm not stealing from South Park here. But it's a, my point is, it's a boring existence in the country for the most part. You get to watch people skinny dip every now and then if you live by a body of water. 
There's an accidental hunting shooting every now and then. So there's that. But for the most part, pretty bland. So when you make up a story like, I saw a vase floating, all of a sudden, people are like, no way. I mean, a really gullible person will be like, no way. A person who lives in the city, you know, a person who's been through the ringer, like myself, I'm skeptical when you tell me stories like that, okay? Because I've seen things. I've seen many terrible things that you couldn't imagine, okay? Your, your boring, rural, country bumpkin brain could not comprehend the things that I have witnessed with my own eyes. Because I, my friend, grew up in Mississauga, all right? You don't know what it was like on them streets. The mean streets of the Sog. That whole fucking... Mississauga is just like a mall. Mississauga... I don't even know what Mississauga's slogan is anymore, but for those of you listening who aren't familiar, Mississauga is a suburb outside of... It's pretty much the city, okay? It blends in with the city. Fuck, you, you... You drive past a gas station and you're in Toronto. That's the border. That's it. I made this joke recently, and it got a lot of traction, mainly from people that I grew up with, but I I wrote on Twitter, Mississauga, Ontario. If a whole city had the vibe of a food court. That's pretty spot on. I think I've done uh, the best job of describing my hometown. No, it was pretty big. It, it, it is. It is just a giant shopping center. There's multiple. It's You got some movie theaters. You got some parking lots. You got a couple Tim Hortons, and it's just kids skateboarding. And that's an entire day in the existence of, of a Mississauga child. It's like, what, what parking lot do we skateboard in today? Whose car windows do we smash today? Now, I never engaged in that type of buffoonery. I witnessed it a couple of times. Did nothing. I was a child. But that's what it's like. And it and it is boring. So I do empathize with the country people to a degree. I grew up in between the city and the country. It, it That's very much the suburban existence in a nutshell, anywhere. It's just you 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 kind of have a, a blended in experience. you're You're getting both worlds. Because I remember I would drive 10 minutes and it would be nothing but farmland, but then I would drive another 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I'd be in the city and it would just be buildings. So very confusing. It's a weird, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's very novelistic in a sense. But again, when you, when you grow up suburban, it's just, you know, I, I've been trying to overcompensate for my lack of experience. I know what it's like for a lot of people to not to be booked. And again, there were characters in my neighborhood. There were some pretty colorful personalities. There were some th- these people turned out to be mentally ill eventually. But I remember what it was like being a child, walking to school, and nothing happening. You'd hear city kids walking to school. You'd hear their stories. It's like, yeah, a, a girl jumped out. This was an actual story that a stripper once told me who I met. She said, I was walking home from school one day. And a girl 
jumped out of a bush, beat the shit out of me, and took my money. And I swear to God, then she pointed to the stage and said, that's her right there on the pole. That's a true story from somebody I met. She was a very, I don't know if she's stripping anymore, but that was, that was the, the tale. This was a girl I knew. This was many years ago, too. It was, I was 21, something like that. But she was a city girl. She was a city chick. I was a suburbanite. I didn't have to deal with that as much. There were people who were robbing people, so on and so But that's if you went into the woods. If you went into a place where, there were, where nobody could see you, yeah, you were looking for trouble. That's just living in the world. That's life. But for the most part, we didn't have to deal with that. If you were smart and you stayed in well-lit areas, during the day, you were okay. So I grew up in that kind of environment. And again, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There were kids doing badass things. There's good and bad to growing up suburban. There's nuance to it, okay? It's not all bad. Like, growing up in a boring place has advantages, okay? You're not dealing with serious crime. You're not sh living shoulder to shoulder with people. You don't have to take a smelly subway or a piss-filled bus everywhere. You get to walk places sometimes. Yeah, it's not as crowded. It's a much more simple lifestyle when you think about it. But then... That, that, that's growing up. That's growing up there. Okay, If you're a teenager in that kind of environment, it's a, it's a nice place to spend your formative years. Just go from house party to house party to music party to bonfire. Sometimes you can go to the beach. I live by a lake. Quiet, peaceful, mellow. But if you spend your adult years there, and this is where I'm happy I moved to the city because I got, I got the fuck out of my hometown. I left there. This is where I'm happy I live. If you spend your adult years there, there's a monotony. There's a monotony that sets in. It just gets boring. And you're just so used to nothing happening. You go to the bar, and you're basically a fucking... You're basically... A piece of furniture. Remember that scene in Goodfellas when 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 that guy Sonny is trying is talking to Polly, and Henry's there, uh, Ray Liotta's there, his character, and they're sitting there, and and Sonny's trying to get Polly to invest in the restaurant. He's like, "Yeah, Henry's Henry's there all the time, you know. If he spends any more time there, he'll be a fucking stool. That's how often he's in there, like that." I've seen those stools with my very own eyes. Those stools, they just sit there at the wood, which is slang term if you've worked in a restaurant for the bar. They sit at the wood just drinking their faces off. And some of them get so drunk, they leave actual stool samples. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good to be one of those people. You got to get out. You got you to experience new shit. New stuff. That's life, and that's why I, I fled to the city, which was, you know, 25 minutes away from my old area, so really wasn't that much of an adjustment, but baby steps, everybody. Baby steps. I'm working at it. 
No, but if, if you grow up with not a lot of, of stories to tell, not a lot of these wild stories, you try to overcompensate because as I got older, when I was in my early 20s and I was still living with my parents, I was still living in the same house I grew up in I, or that, you know, the house I stayed the longest in because we moved around a lot when I was a kid. But I was, I was still living at home. I hadn't seen much of the real world. I had just maybe gotten back from New York City at that time. So I was living there and came back. So I had some perspective at that point. But I would listen to these guys that I work with in the warehouse. And some of them would have the wildest fucking stories imaginable. And you can't compete with that. You want to be interesting. You want to be one of the guys. I was an awkward fuck. Either way, whatever story I told, I would just be awkward. I would be kind of that fifth wheel guy that would just be standing there. Either either way. <laughs> But there would be guys, they'd be telling stories like, yeah, when I was a kid, uh, my mom called the cops on my dad and my cops uh, and the cops came and they just fucking robbed the place. They just robbed our house. They took the TV. They took my mom's jewelry. They did take my dad, too. So they did do their job. But we didn't have a fucking TV. And you're standing there listening, going, that's in wow. And, and you're trying to come up with something from your upbringing that, that you saw. And you go, yeah, I saw a, uh, I once saw a crossing guard fight a school bus driver. And everybody's looking at you like, your neighborhood had a crossing guard? <laughs> so you just look like a fool. And you kind of just have to sit there and, and just be thankful that you didn't grow up in an area where the cops were robbing people. That's how it went. Wild, wild time. I'm going to end it there, guys. Something's Off Podcast. Get it on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And uh, don't forget to follow on Spotify. If you got Spotify. If you don't got Spotify, get the Spotify. What are, what are you doing with your life? What are you going to fucking go without Spotify? It's the new thing. What are you, an Apple part? You an iTunes? You still fucking with the wind mix? Is that how you get your music? You a lime wire cat? How about you get your dad to wire you some money because you clearly got nothing for Spotify? How else you gonna fucking subscribe? They should hire me to do ads for them. <laughs> really? I need to... I need to advance in my career endeavors. Do voices. I could do some I can do some stuff. Anyways, whatever. I'm <laughs> let me leave less of an idiot. That it is.